Hey, y'all, and thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of The Chronicles. It's your girl, Neek, here. And I got to be honest with y'all, because that's why I started this podcast, so I can just tell y'all my life and the woes and the ups and the downs and all of that good stuff. That last episode, and if you haven't heard it, please go listen to You a Toxic Motherfucker, because... Y'all, that last episode actually drained me a little bit. Like, bringing up all of that and having to remember all of that stuff truly put me in a place. And I didn't think it would. Like, I believe even in that episode, I said, like, you know, it doesn't bother me anymore and I'm over it. I'm in a whole different space in life. But damn, when you, like, really look back at how you let motherfuckers treat you, for like no good reason, got nothing out of that situation. I don't know, something about it just made me feel like I was stuck between feeling very proud of myself that I'm no longer in that situation and that I, you know, somehow got out. Like I said, I did not get out because I just like suddenly had an epiphany one day and was like, this nigga's toxic. He, He cut me off, you know, and that's like embarrassing in some ways but not really embarrassing but I definitely didn't pull myself out of it I definitely needed him to cut me off in order for me to realize like oh this nigga really don't give a fuck about me so in some instances it's like I want to feel proud because obviously I could have just you know kept it going if I wanted to I'm sure but in in like right there on the flip side it's just kind of like embarrassing to just think that I let somebody treat me like that and you know, I just let it go on for so long. Like, I don't know if y'all got the timeline, but I started talking to dude when I was 18 and we have not been in contact for the last maybe year and a half. So almost five years I dealt with that bullshit, like five years of just like being disrespected, just being mistreated in every kind of way. And just like, for some reason, I was just eating it. I don't know why, but I'm so glad I'm past that phase in my life. But guess what, y'all? Y'all will never believe. Because you know how they say, when you talk about the devil, he show up, y'all. You know, you say somebody's name enough, you know, their ears start ringing. I don't know if y'all superstitious, but I am. This nigga hit me up like two days after I dropped that episode, right? So I'm thinking somehow somebody heard it. And, you know, he heard it and he wants like, you know, check me. I don't know what the fuck. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how, how the hell did he know that I just made a whole fucking, like, how? Because I ain't talked to him in like almost, I don't know, seven, eight months. So I was just like, what is going on? And out of pure curiosity, I added him back. He added me on Snapchat, right? So I added him back out of pure curiosity. And... He was like on a whole nother wave, just pretty much just like explaining that, you know, he felt bad about the way he treated me. And it was weird because I was like, he has to have heard the podcast. Right. But he didn't and didn't even know I had a podcast or anything like that, which I don't find that hard to believe. I know some of y'all probably ruin your eyes, but that well, I don't know how you could be if you listened to the last episode. He really did not give a fuck about me. So I don't see how he would know anything that I have going on in my life at all so on that note I know he didn't hear it so he just reached out to me because I guess his ears is burning 
And we've been like in communication, like basically in the sense of I'm a type of person who needs closure. So whatever that looks like, however I can get it, I'm going to try to get it. It's not that there's an open wound um, for this person. It's just that there is a lot of unanswered questions. And we had a conversation. I'm going to let y'all know pretty much exactly how it went. He messaged me. He was pretty much like, you know, how you been, blah, blah, blah. The first time we um, spoke in a while, like maybe like a year, was when I first got my boyfriend, which was like a year and a half ago. And I told him I had a boyfriend and he was pissed. He tried to act like he wasn't. He tried to act like he was cool, was like, yeah, we can be friends still and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, nigga, we'll see. And then like shortly after, he blocks me and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, you're entitled to your emotions. I'm never going to tell somebody how to feel about me moving on with my life because I know it's tough but you know what I'm saying you didn't have to block me sir like I know you didn't want to see all of this but so I get it I get it but he blocked me long story short we were talking about that and the first thing out of my mouth was just like so why did you block me even though I knew why it's just like one of those questions that you know it's like a petty question but it's also necessary so I asked him that and then it was pretty much the answer what I thought it was that he was you know jealous whatever and so I'm like, okay, so why'd you add me back? Like, what's the point of that? And he basically was just saying that he wanted to show me that he's a different person mm. and that he's changed. And and I was like, okay, well, like, what that got to do with me? Because I still got a man. And like, I'm in, like, I had to like, first of all, let me just say this. I personally think it's okay to reach out to your exes. Well, again, he's not even really my ex. We were just in a situationship. But if you want to reach out to somebody to get closure in a, and you're in a relationship, if you know yourself and you trust yourself and your emotions and know that you can handle that, go ahead and do that. If you know for a fact that you still have feelings, you're still harboring like any kind of emotions, like if you still hate him, if you still love him, if you still even kind of like him, if you still want to have sex with him, whatever, any of that like messy muddy drama do not do what I did I am in a secure place I'm secure with my feelings about my man and nothing that he could say would ever sway me so if you are in that headspace then you can you know have a conversation with an ex and not be a big deal because I know how to cut a motherfucker off quick if they start getting disrespected especially my baby no we're not doing that but he wasn't so I let it ride I just let us have the conversation and he basically was just I won't say like I won't say that he was saying all the things I wanted to hear because anything he has to say I I don't really care to hear but I don't really care to hear as in like it's not gonna make me feel any way or change any kind of emotion towards him um but something about an apology from somebody who hurt you as much as he hurt me does hold weight and it does help you to close, you know, permanently close a chapter in your life so that you can move on. And 
that is basically what I got from him. And it was really nice to have a conversation, a mature conversation that wasn't just like nitpicky and, you know, harping on the past because that's definitely what I did not want to do. I don't want to be like, remember the time you did this? Remember the time you do that? Because I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm this perfect person in the world and this person just dogged me out. He did. But like, I definitely did my dirt too, you know, just to get back. But that's, you know, two wrongs don't make a right and all that good stuff. So when we got to a point where I was like, all right, you know, you, you did this and I did that and whatever, we're good. We're clean slate. You know, we could, we can clean slate, you know, we could try to be friends or whatever. So (laughs) in, in the, in the atmosphere of us trying to be friends, I told him, I was like, so I don't know if you know or not, but I have a podcast. And he's like, oh, for real? Like, you know, what do you have? And I was like, yeah, it's the, called The Chronicles. It's just me basically talking about my life and giving the little gems that I've gotten over the years and trying to help people just navigate through life. And he's just like, okay, so do you talk about me, bro? Bro, let me tell y'all something. When I tell y'all, I was like, um... See, what had happened was uh, I had to talk about you because, you know, you're a very big, big part of my life. And a lot of the shit you did made me the person I am today and is reason is the reason why I don't deal with a lot of bullshit now, like because you was all about the bullshit. So he just starts laughing, right? And he's like, so what's the name of the episode? And I was just like, oh, shit. So I was like, well, it's a, you know, it's called You a Toxic Motherfucker. And he's just like, whoa. And I'm just like, you know, at that point, I'm like, you're going to be offended. You know, some things that I said in that episode weren't so nice because that nigga wasn't so nice to me. So it is what it is. But I definitely told him the nice version and I also I just advised that he listen to it and then he come back to me with his review but I don't think he's listened to it yet and I hope he does it because now that I've seen that he's a little bit different you know I don't regret anything that I said but it does like I don't care what anybody says like even I feel like even bullies like they'll say certain things and they'll be like oh shit that was a little too far like in their head they probably would never admit it out loud but I I definitely hit below the belt with a couple of comments that I made in the last episode. So I was like, you know, and granted, there's probably things he's said about me that are not recorded on a podcast. So I can never hear them ever again unless he told me them from his mouth. So it's like not that big a deal. But I just I say all that to say this. That last podcast brought up a lot of emotions that I didn't know I had. And I thought it was so weird that he messaged me two days after it. Like, just basically just checking up. Like, hey, you know, I'm sorry about the past and da-da-da-da-da and all that good stuff. And I am pretty superstitious for the most part. Like, there's a lot of things that I still, like, strongly uh, follow, even though I know I shouldn't. Like, the Christian in me is like, girl that's you know whatever and like I remember when I was really young I was sweeping and I swept I swept over somebody's feet and I told her like oh you gotta spit on the broom and my pastor was like what you mean she gotta spit on the broom and I was like I don't know like you know sometimes you just do things by like muscle memory or whatever your parents told you back in the way when and I remember my mom used to always tell me that if you sleep over somebody's feet with the broom and they don't spit on it that they're not gonna get married now I know that sounds crazy but like 
her mom told her that and so on and so forth and that's something I've always done like even with my own feet if I'm sweeping and I sweep over my feet I'll spit on the broom not like a big old loogie or nothing but just a little you know (laughs) and I'm not even like a crazy fan of marriage however I just when you know just in case just in case things change you know I'm you know I'm not that old yet so you know by the time I hit 30 I might you know think a little different so I'm gonna be just sweeping all over my feet and then you know not be spinning on the broom and then I don't get married when I want to get married but the other freaking superstition I believe in like wholeheartedly is this is probably a more common one is that like when your ears are ringing that means somebody's talking shit about you now I don't know that people don't necessarily talk shit about me because it's a lot to talk about. I'm just a lot. However, my ears don't really be burning like that. But the other one that my mom always told me is that like if your palms are itching, that means you're about to get money. And that one, that one has never done me wrong because I'd be like, why the hell is my palms itching? And then the next day I'll like get three appointments or something or I'll get money. Like, I really will get money out of nowhere. So, I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like, superstition and astrology are so confusing. Like, I feel like with superstition, it's a little bit more... I just feel like, you know, in slave times or wherever, they just kind of made up some things to make them feel better about themselves. Like the one, uh, what one other one that I do follow too is like not putting my purse on the floor because if you put your purse on the floor, you're going to be broke. Now, uh, girl, look, I don't even know. I don't even kind of know if that's true or not. However, it's just something I don't do. Like I just would not put my purse on the floor. Like it's weird how we just do things that we've heard one time and it's just like yep it's law that's facts like I ain't gonna do that or even like you know splitting a pole and then we say bread and butter I don't know about y'all but like whenever I'm walking down the street with somebody and they like if we walking on the same path and then they decide to split the pole in my head what they just did is like messed with fate or something like we was supposed to, we was meant to be walking on the same side, my G, and you just went to the other side. Like, now what if you get hit by a bus? Now it's my fault. So now I got to tell your ass to come over here and we got to say bread and butter. And I don't know where that came from. Like, I wish I could tell y'all. I wish I could tell y'all what bread and butter means. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, it's just so, like, step on a crack, break your mama's back. Step on the line, break your mama's spine. Like, who came up with that? Who? Who came up with that? Like, I don't even know. And then when it comes to astrology, like, for instance, I'm a cancer. Okay? So, basically, cancers are super sensitive, super emotional. We're we're crabs, so, like, we bottle a lot up, and then we just kind of explode and snap at people. But we're also, like, super caring, you know, super loyal, and super giving. And I feel like a lot of those qualities and you know I don't know what's the opposite of qualities negative qualities I don't know I feel like a lot of them don't necessarily fit me the way they fit most cancers like it's it's sometimes there is you know sometimes somebody can say something to me and my feelings would be so dead ass hurt 
that I will start crying because I want to fight. And I know people think that's not a real thing, but it is. Like, there is a real difference between me crying because I'm actually emotionally sad or hurt or my feelings are just whatever. And then there's a difference between me crying because I want to beat your ass and I'm trying to be a good Christian person. Do you know what I mean? But I can't really, like... I can't really tell which cry it is until I'm done crying. And I don't know if that makes me crazy or not. And I don't know if I'm the only cancer out there who's like this. But sometimes, say something's happening that's pissing me off and like I feel a tear. I'll feel the tear and then instantly I'll know which, which, it, which it is. Like right when I feel my eyes swelling up and the tear drops, I'm like, oh, he is pissing me the fuck off or she is pissing me off. I want to slap her. Or my brain tells me, I'm fucking sad. Why are they treating me like this? And it's like, it's not logical at all, but it is what it is. And one of the characteristics of a cancer is, like I said, when they bottle things up and then they just snap. That is me to a fucking T, K, Q, elemental P, bro. I will keep shit in and hold it and hold it and hold it. And then I'm the type of person like, you know... They fucking, I was like, oh, can I fucking have a chip? And they're like, no. And I'm like, bro, see, that's the shit I'm talking about. You don't never want me to eat any of your chips. And And then it's just like all this old shit that I've been holding on to. And that's not fair. I'm working on that. I'm working on me. You know what I'm saying? And I've literally been like that since I was a kid. Like, I've always just like be like, I could take it. I'm fine. That, you know, I hate that word. I'm fine. Because... That's like a cancer's favorite word because we know that people assume that we're so emotional and so sensitive, which we are. However, there's two kind of cancers. There's the kind of cancer who is just like emotional on their sleeve. Like you say something to hurt their feelings, they will break down and cry because they're sad and they're emotional and whatever. And they'll, you know, whatever. And then there's the cancer like me who's like, who's so annoyed from being called sensitive their whole life or being called crybaby their whole life that they harbor so many feelings. And then we have anger issues because we're always trying to be so tough and trying to come off. I'd rather come off angry than come off sensitive because you come off sensitive. People think they can fuck with you and they can pick at you, pick at you, pick at you. You're not going to do nothing but cry, but you come off angry and you start to learn how to use that tongue, baby, you know, slice them up with these words you know what I'm saying then people don't want to fuck with you because they don't want to hear your mouth and that's fine with me because I don't I've always said I don't have to use my fist to fight with people because I'm too smart for that I could say some shit to hurt your feelings in such an intelligent way that you don't even want to fucking talk to me anymore you're just going to want to end the conversation or you know you're going to want to hit me and that's fine too because then if if it comes down to it we can do it however I've always been a person to fight with my words because I know that I can articulate how I'm feeling if I'm, if I'm given the chance to explain, you know, my emotions without somebody just assuming that because I'm crying, it means just like I'm just this broken person and I'm so sad. And I feel like a lot of time growing up, I used to get picked on a lot, like I said, for being crybaby and being sensitive and da-da-da-da-da. So then... Some people, they just, you know, stick to that little mantra, just being a crybaby, being sensitive. People like me, 
I kind of was just like, oh, y'all not gonna call me cry, baby, no more. I'm not gonna cry no more. I remember one time I like had realized it just dawned on me. I was like, I ain't cried in like three years. Like, or, like I have, I was like not with the crying shit. I was not with the like, you know, spilling my emotions because I definitely felt like it was a weakness and I never wanted people to see me weak. I hate people seeing me weak. And that's a lot of the reasons why I end up in stupid ass situations that I know that I shouldn't be in because I'm too, I'm too tough to, you know, admit when my feelings are hurt. So I'd, I'll just be a bitch about it and, and say I'm fine because that makes it go away almost. Like if you, if somebody asks you, you good, you fine or whatever I did, did that hurt your feelings? And you say, no, I'm good. It's fine. No, we're good. It's great. We're good. You're good. You're great. We're good. They're going to believe you. Like they have no choice but to believe you. And then as a cancer, you get believable. You know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 um, learn the right things to say to make them believe you. Even in the inside, you're not, you're like, that shit hurt my motherfucking feelings, but I ain't going to cry. I ain't going to cry because they're going to call me a cry, baby. And they're going to say I'm overly sensitive. And then they're not going to want to tell me nothing. And I need to hear the truth because, again, I don't know if this is a cancer zodiac thing or not. For me, I'd much rather hear the truth than have it sugarcoated. I want the hard, spicy, hot, fucking raw truth. I love nothing more than people to tell me exactly how they feel about me exactly when they feel it because I envy that like Gemini's my sister's a Gemini my cousin's a Gemini I have two cousins that are Gemini's I fucking love Gemini's I don't know if Cancer and Gemini's are like compatible or whatever the fuck but the Gemini's in my life are probably the most honest people even if they don't over explain what they mean by what they said they are genuinely going to be honest with you about what the fuck you're saying what the fuck you're doing so if you if you flipping out if you being irrational melodramatic overdramatic whatever a gemini will tell you straight up like bro you gotta chill it's not that serious it will never be that serious it shouldn't be that serious so whenever i tell my sister certain things when she co-signs, I'm like, okay, I'm not tripping. I have a valid reason to be upset about this. And cool. All right, bet. Whenever I tell my cousin, same thing. Whenever I tell them something, and I'm like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you get where I'm coming from? If I have to say that, I already know in my head I'm dripping. Because I done sat there and talked for 30 minutes and they was dead silent. And that's their way of telling you without telling you that you're tripping and a lot of times it's hard for me to like it's like word vomit you know in Mean Girls when um Katie she was like just you know she kept talking about Regina George right and her friends are just like bitch shut up like we don't want to hear about this bitch like you saying you don't like her but you show using a lot of your day and your time and your effort to fucking talk about this bitch if you don't like her then don't talk about the bitch don't even have her in your mind don't even have her you know in your fucking daily routine of fucking languages to speak like why are you still speaking on this bitch's name if you don't like her and I feel that but sometimes it really is like word vomit like especially when you're like falling out with somebody or 
like even if it's vice versa and you like you really like start to like somebody and it's hard to just not continuously bring them up or find ways to bring them up but especially it's it's more so for me when it's somebody I don't like or or I don't fuck with and I'm trying to get in the habit of not making such a big thing about people who I just don't like like I always some I used to always feel like I had to be validated for not liking them like I had to have that person be like oh yes you're right for not liking them for that reason but I also wanted them to like not like that person either like I never been a person who was the type to be like if I don't like that bitch you shouldn't like that bitch and blah 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 but not out loud, but in my heart, I would, I would love if, you know, anybody who I didn't like, my friends didn't like too, but me being more so on the mature side, when I want to be, when I can be, I try to be, um, I understand everybody has different relationships with different people. The way I view that person is probably obviously not the way you view that person. So who am I to be like, don't hang out with that bitch. Don't talk to that bitch. Like that bitch probably might. I don't know. I'm calling her a bitch. There's nobody in particular. I'm just saying like that person that you're talking to or hanging out with might very well, you know, make you feel good. So who am I to deprive you of that in a sense? Do you know what I mean? But Definitely with the word vomit thing and feeling like you can't stop talking about the negative. It's so easy to gossip and, you know, spill tea, the spillage, you know, I really want to get out of that habit. Like, I really want to get into, a, you know, getting into the habit of talking about positivity and moving forward and how can we be better, you know, because I feel like sitting and talking about negative things, it's like, what is that ever, it it feels, it's weird, it's like a, it's like taking a shot, like, it's like, it it hurts going down, but you know, like, the end result is going to be, you're going to feel good, and I feel like gossiping is like, you know, it hurts hearing the negative stuff, but then in the end of it, you feel better about yourself. And it's like, how fucking toxic is that? Because we all know that liquor is fucking, you know, toxic for your body. It's poison, basically. And we all drink it, right? Because we know that the end result, in the, well, the middle result, technically, is going to be, you know, the feel-good feeling of feeling drunk or feeling tipsy. But the end result is like, you're going to be fucking hungover. You're going to feel like shit. And I feel like that's how gossiping is. It's like, it's like so, it's like so interesting. So your ears are ringing and you're like, oh my God, she did what? He did what? They did what? Fuck. And then you get that little instant gratification. Like, well, shit, my my situation's better than that. Glad I'm not doing that bad. I would never, I could never. And then it's just like, right after that, you're just like, well, fuck. That's sad. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel bad for the person. So it's like, you don't get anything out of that. It's like pouring, it's like eating, you know, empty calories. It's like, you don't get nothing from gossiping. Nothing positive comes out of talking about other people's business. You know what I'm saying? If it's your business, it's a different thing because that's venting, that's releasing, that's your therapy session. You know, that's all, that's, I feel like that's good to like let it out. This podcast is my therapy session. I can just talk and there's nobody in the room and I'm just expressing myself. And I'm not spilling no tea about nobody else's business, but my own. And I feel like that's a good thing to do. I am a strong believer in 
pouring out what doesn't need to be kept in. So if that is dancing, if that is journaling, if that is podcasting, acting, whatever your passion is, do it to release. I feel like there's definitely like negative toxins. And whenever you're doing something you love, you're replacing those positive, you know, positive eons or whatever you want to call them, positive sales, positive you know, chemicals in your brain and you're pushing out all that negative stuff because you're just so happy in the moment. And that's what I feel like everybody needs. And life is already hard enough. We all know this. Life is already so difficult. You know, some some people have it way harder than others. However, I don't believe in comparing struggles because who am I to tell you your tolerance level? I feel like a struggle is a journey and everybody is raised different, you know, grown up different, lives their life different. So what a struggle is for me may not be a struggle for you. So with all that being said, I just feel like it's really important for people my age, people all across the board because finding a passion for life, whatever that looks like, I feel like passion is so important and that's including religion, politics, your family, your friends, your obviously your career, whatever that looks like to you, that's what's going to bring the most positivity to your life. If there's some area in your life where you can focus on and be passionate about and make that one area fall into place the best you can, I strongly believe that all other areas in your life will kind of just, you know, fall in line because being positive only begets more positivity as well as being negative only begets more negativity. The way I see it, life is just a series of choices. If you think about it this way, the only difference between an obstacle and an opportunity is is our attitude towards both of those situations. Every opportunity presents difficulties and each obstacle in life, you know, has potential to become an opportunity. It just all depends on how you look at it. If you want to be a negative Nancy or a positive Patty or a positive Patricia, if you will, you know, but... That's just the way life works. We all know that. I'm not going to sit here and act like every day I choose happiness and I choose positivity, but I definitely try to start my days off that way. And I saw this this meme and it was basically saying like if you had a million dollars and you know somebody stole $10 from you, would you just throw away the rest of the money in the bank? Is the same thing applies, you know, you got 24 hours in each day. If you have 10 minutes of somebody bitching at you or talking to you crazy or whatever, you're just going to throw away the rest of the day, regardless where that 10 minutes falls, you still had, you know, all this time of a good day. So again, I say all that to say this, choose positivity whenever you can. And I'm not going to sit here and act like it's, you know, easy. I know it's easier said than done. But trust me, in the long run, when you get in that habit, it's going to be just a better life. Do you know what I'm saying? But that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Chronicles, episode six. 
And, you know, y'all be hearing from me again real, real, real soon. Bye, guys.